Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Hellboy. This supernatural superhero film is based on the Dark Horse comics character of the same name. But this is not Hellboy's first film adaption. This is the third live-action film which serves as a reboot of the Hellboy series. The first movie from 2004 and its sequel Hellboy 2 The Golden Army in 2008. Hellboy is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Hellboy yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. It might not be in cinemas for very long. Directed by Neil Marshall, this new adaption of Hellboy sees David Harbour taking on the role of the titular character. This time around, not Guillermo del Toro in the writer-director chair that he helmed in the first two films, and of course, no Ron Perlman who previously portrayed Hellboy. The movie gained itself an American R rating, which um, you'll probably be used to, you know, usually equates to an Australian MA. Um, However, it managed to receive an Australian R rating, uh, mainly for its use of violence and gore. This film draws inspiration from the comic books Darkness Calls, The Wild Hunt, The Storm and the Fury, and Hellboy in Mexico. Luke, you have the plot. A demon raised from infancy by a human grows up to become a defender against the forces of darkness, Hellboy, played by David Harbour, who is caught between the world of the supernatural and human, battles an ancient sorceress, Nimue, played by Mila Djokovic, who is bent on revenge. Nimue plans to use Hellboy to cause the apocalypse. Okay, we should maybe just start with, um, obviously with this being a reboot, I'll try not to make comparisons and callbacks to the you know those first two it's Hellboy It's really movies. hard not to, though. It, it, it's just one of those things. But I think very quickly we should state where we are coming from with those first movies. Um, if you did check out the Rewind and Review episode on that 2004 Hellboy, you will know that I am not a fan. I do like those first two movies. Um... Yeah, I I do, and I really like Ron Perlman as Hellboy. But with this reboot, we're going we're going younger with the character, aren't we? He's more like a a teenage. He's like a teenager. He's more rebellious. So I think that Perlman was playing him slightly older. So and we're getting two. And you different, can see that in his character. Like yeah, so we've got more... two different takes on the character. But I think we really can't get into comparisons because although I really like Ian McShane as an actor. John Hurt was bringing so much to those first two movies. You just can't compare them. Yeah, this this isn't those first <laughs> two movies. But we've got Neil Marshall directing this movie, and I do like his movies. Going back to Dog Soldiers, his favourite movie for me, The Descent. Fantastic movie. And then I know he's, he's made his name in TV doing things like Game of Thrones. Sure. So I was excited when he came on board as director. I mean, it's a very this is a very different movie. Um, I mean, number one, we already mentioned sort of the the rating of it. Yeah, there's a lot of gore at times. I mean, the majority of it is it's comical, like the, the excessiveness of it. Um, I thought there would be more actually, you know, given the the rating that the Australian classification I board think it's gave. The bad, it's the bad language as well, though. I mean, yeah, there's that a lot of swearing in this. They movie. were just like, eh, let's slap. In the first couple it. of minutes, when you've got the crow's eye, that's getting eaten, or the crow's yeah, eating an eye. Rough, yeah. Sometimes a lot of the language was just. It seemed like it was just there, just for the hell of it. Like they just wanted to push bounty, and it was just like, eh, okay, you know, like it didn't really need it, it didn't really add anything to it, just like went, oh, okay, adult film, ooh. I've got a question um, for you. You know the 
very first thing we see, the opening of this movie, and we see Nimue. Oh, yeah. She's been all evil, and we've got the narrator. Yeah. Is that supposed to look and sound shit? Like, it's... is it supposed to be, <laughs> like, really badly put together, almost like a B movie? Because as soon as I mean, it opened, it, 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 we'd not yeah. seen Hellboy at this point. We'd just seen that, and the way everything was depicted, and the action scenes, the like the dialogue, the sound quality. And I was like, oh, no. If, yeah, I mean, This is not going to be good. Even the, the performance of the dialogue was a bit... You know, like shit. It was, it was just sort of like someone overacting yeah, and like we, delivering. We've a... seen Djokovic before, Fifth Element, Resident Evil. You know, she's done this yeah. a lot, but it just seems they must have been. Tra- I mean, why would they want it to be bad? I want to say that it's a poor opening to the movie. How do you, I mean? It's wanna... just badly acted, and everything about it is a bad scene. Is that where it ended for you, though, or is the rest of the... I mean, I don't want to get too changed. much information. No, then the rest of it did, it did change. It's just that particular opening, and that's why I'm thinking, is it because it's set at a different time? They wanted it to have a different feel I think they were the trying the to do something artistic there, it's, but I, but I don't very, think it executed very badly right. done. Like, it's just... I gotta say, when that when that opening did happen, and, you know, yeah, with that delivery and sort of everything else that was going on in, in that scene... I was a little bit like, oh, oh shit. Like, understanding where all these negative reviews that have been sort of floating around for this movie have been coming from. The quality does lift after this opening. Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, before we turn, get into it, you mentioned that this movie may or may not be still playing at, at the cinema. Oh, the box office is... <laughs> yeah, how, how many people were in your screening? Um, I think it was more than what you said. You had um, probably maybe about 12. I was one of five yeah. in, in my screening. And what I'd, I'd said to you as well, it seemed like when I went to get my ticket, you know, they were checking my age because it's R-rated, and it's not because... Uh, they, they Did knew, they actually check your age? That, the, okay, yeah. I'm 35. They knew that I was old enough, but I guess they were just checking that I was buying a ticket for myself and not a kid who's waiting outside. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was interesting <laughs> sure. is that what she was saying is that the people that want to see it aren't old enough to buy a ticket. And that's why I'm like, yeah, this movie's going to bomb because the audience can't buy tickets. <laughs> because they've, yeah, they've locked out their demographic that they want, you know, young punks that just want to have a good time. Actually, a lot of the people in my screening were sort of like, not young enough to be like, you know, like teenagers and stuff, but, you know, like young dudes, uh, you know, a couple of mates sort of going in in pairs. Just, I think they just wanted to watch some trash, you know, like something violent, something gory, something a bit silly. You know, yeah, typical bloke sort of stuff. I honestly feel like as soon as this hits home release, that's where it's going to find life. Are you it's thinking just not on the big screen? Potentially, like a, I don't. Could we say get a cult? cult <laughs> I don't want to say that, but I just think there's going to be a niche, and all those teenagers that couldn't see on the big screen, they're going to watch it at home, and that's mm. where it's going to earn it's, its money. Kick, yeah. But the box office, it, it's just not going to happen. It's not not going well. But yeah, like I said, with that opening, I was worried that everything was making sense. But you know what? As we got into the rest of the movie, um, I mean, it, it's hard. I can't obviously talk this. I can't do this review without revealing this now. It's like, I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed the other Hellboy movie. Oh, I knew it. But <laughs> I, I mean, you, you, already, you already knew that I... I I'm know not you're not keen on those ones. I do um, I mean, we only had two options. I either would have... Just hated it just as much, or I disliked it. I should say strong words, or I was going to like it more. So, 
Well, I could have hated it worse, I guess. Like, yeah, but you know. well, I'm glad to hear that you got some enjoyment. I'm out not of saying it. this is um, an amazing movie in any regards, but you know, like, I think they clearly know what kind of movie they were trying to make. And like I said, you know, like some of the the effects and you know the graphicness to it, like, it is a bit silly. It's goofy, but I think they very much are aware of that, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Like, we're just having fun. We're just making this kick-ass thing. For the most part, I do like Harbour as Hellboy. He's good in this. I really enjoy his interpretation. More so, again, try not to make those comparisons, but just what is happening with, with this Hellboy character here is it's more entertaining. There's more sass to him. He's more cheeky, but not like just dry one-liners. As I don't I like got. the look. Oh. He's heavier in this, which I guess that's okay. That's weird, but it's though. just it's it's the look in general. Like I know that he's he's filing down his horns, but the majority of the time, you know, when his horns are jagged, it looks like cosplay. I, it you know, looks I, like a mask. I disagree. The horn, the fact that the, the the way the horns looked in this, my first thought was like, this is way better than they that. look too plastic. I know the, we've. We need to stop the comparisons, but I know it's going to be hard. With Perlman, I like the flat, smooth horns, and that's what it has. That's weird. Like, I dislike the flat that's horns. What, but that's, it was that's too what it has clean. In, in the comics. It's, it's comic right, accurate, yeah. and, I, and I'm always going to like that. But it's it's not that they're jagged in this movie. It's just the way that they look like rubber. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's sure. the thing. Like You can see with Perlman's Hellboy, he's got the headpiece, and then they painted his face red. And that's because Perlman, he's got that, like, demonic look I about him anyway. With Perlman's Hellboy look, a lot of it still look like, you know, like a rubber, so like, you know, lots of rubber. Just lots of... In places, but the face, it doesn't. And I do think in this one, Harbour is has, restricted. I think Perlman still had prosthetics on his face, which limited his... Not like Harbour in this. Not the Ooh, same. Like no, he, I don't know. Harbour yeah, seemed like he had prosthetics, but I think it allowed him to to express more, um, you know, with his face and all that. And a lot of it seemed like it was just sort of painted skin and textures. It was. It wasn't like he was wearing, you know, a rubber suit. You know, not like the thing or or something like that. It was. It just seemed more like there was a real thing there. You know, like they they. I don't know. I really like this design better. I just yeah, like that. I'm all for that. And that's and that's fine. Yeah. We don't have to And I like agree. the grittiness of the way his hair was longer and like dirty and kind heavy of Heavy back. That's new. <laughs> it's got a heavy back. I don't know. It was like, But yeah. the, the father-son relationship, which I, I I get that. I've said already that in the, in the Del Toro movies, the characters are older. So I guess, you know, they've had more time mm. together. Hellboy is more mature. But I definitely got the paternal thing in that movie and in this it's a lot of shouting at each other which I guess it's leaning back into that teenager comparison but I didn't really get that there was they were father and son they had yeah there was a bit to I mean there was more of a conflict between the two of them which but in a way I guess that is kind of a father and son so especially if you are looking at this Hellboy as a you know sort of an adolescent sort of trying to break those barriers um, you know, he's dealing with trying to find his place in the world, but instead of, you know, having uh, Brent home as, you know, helping him and trying to help, you know, he's just trying to keep him at bay, as any as a father would probably when a, when a kid is acting out. Visually, when we see Brent home come back 
as a spirit and he's coming out of oh, ridiculous. Alice's mouth. Ridiculous. It is one of the most disgusting visuals <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> and just talking about it now, I can see it again. It is foul. When the when the other person did it, when the lady came out, it was, oh, okay, it's fine. But when it's Ian McShane, Lovejoy from TV, coming out and being all, I don't know, I didn't like that. Should we just jump very quickly, just briefly, on, as a whole, special effects, I mean, they weren't great in this. They were pretty... Hit and miss, but I do like that they leaned a lot on practical effects. I know I'm complaining about the look of Hellboy and the actor being restricted is because it's a lot of practical mm. effects. But yeah, I did like a lot of that. Like you can see that the effects were in the room with them. But they're, they're, they're just ridiculous special effects. Like uh, um, Daniel Day Kim's character... Um, ben Damio when you know, he turns into was it a tiger or like a leopard, a leopard thing? like a leopard werewolf thing. Yeah, like very well. That's a cartoon, you know. <laughs> it was like it wasn't there. It just wasn't there. The trailers ruined that character for me because again, now with the comics, I'm not a big reader of Hellboy. I've dabbled a little bit, but I couldn't like you listed off a couple of references that are used as inspiration for this movie. Mm. But I've not read them. Yeah, that I mean, they come from the same... So when there. when you've got Daniel Day Kim and his character is being a bit of a dick, so what was it, Ben Damo, or Damio, he's been a bit of a dick, mm. and then we know that the issue that he has is because prior he'd been bitten and he's going to transform because it's in all the trailers. But the characters beside him, they don't quite know. And... I'm just sat there waiting for it to happen. Waiting for it all to go. See, There's I, the bit in the trailer where Hellboy like punches him, like growls, and it's a comical scene and it works, but that was the tag almost at the end. That was the final part of the movie and it's in the trailer. I I mean, I did watch at least the first full trailer anyway, but I don't remember all that. So once again, I'm in a position where I didn't know. I mean, they kept teasing that some, he was, you know, medicating himself. There was he was keeping something so in bay. Exactly what it was. Um, but I didn't know he was going to turn into like a leopard type thing, <laughs> whatever. But I Daniel, thought he was going to have like a Mister Hyde, like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of moment, see, or something knew. like that. But Daniel Day Kim, for the most part, I do like him in this, and I've not seen him in too many things. Lost Hawaii Five O. Yeah, it was it was good in this. Like I could actually see him fronting his own action movie. Could be he's got time. he's got the moves. He's got that he's got that quality. But let's talk about Alice Monaghan, played by Sasha Lane. I get that she's got a gift, and at times in this movie, it is a useful gift. But she should not be in the field. And she mentions at one point she needs to stop because she's not a leopard thing. She's not a <laughs> hellboy. <laughs> yeah. She's just a person. She can't. She kind of needs to be like on the phone and just you know. Like, she needs to oh, sit and rest. Just, yeah, I'll just call. I'll just call my info in. Um... Yeah, I mean... But the first introduction okay, to her, you know. she's got the shotgun under the table. You know, she's a, she a decent some cool, enough character. Yeah, they some cool stuff with her. Like, but yeah. I mean, the, the three of them, Hellboy, uh, Ben, Damio, and... Yeah, Alice, it's like, they're, they're our trio. In oh, this movie. but they're so, not I mean, the trio, though, are they? Like, I'm really missing Abe and Liz in this movie. As much as, you know, like, I dislike, you know, that first Hellboy movie, Abe Sapien was a big part um, of the at least the minimal enjoyment I got out of that, so it was 
and not so much that other chick played by what's her name? The fire Selma girl. Blair. Selma Blair, yeah. It's like, but Abe, no, to not have Abe... Abe is a great character. It was a missing thing in this, but uh, I mean, uh, if we want to jump towards the end of the movie, they do have a little tease of a... Abe's hand. Ooh. <laughs> what could it mean? <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> so he's coming, obviously, I guess, for whatever reason. I don't think he's put... coming, but... I mean, well, again, well, I mean, maybe... If we get a Hellboy 2. If, if this movie is a hit on home release, maybe we will. But then again, teenagers are going to be getting it on the download. I don't know. On the download? The, down, the download. I said the download, <laughs> but the download. I don't know. I hope teenagers are consuming media these days. That's the thing. When you... When you I mean, legally, like, download or stream an R-rated movie. There's no ID checks, is there? iTunes will ask. <laughs> like, <laughs> what they prompt you? Yeah, well, they'll Are you ask. Like, for yes. example, so I've got the parental lock on mine, so I just need to put my password in again. Yeah. Like, if I make any purchases, I put my password in. Yeah. And then if it's over a certain age, I need to put a password in to approve it. True. So they can't do it, but if you know your parents' password, you're laughing. Look, if you can watch porn on the internet when you're 15, you can watch narrated Hellboy. Get it done. Watching this. For the life of me, I just could not think who was voicing Douglas Tate and it was really bugging me. And it wasn't until the very end you find out it's Stephen Graham. And it really irks me because he sounds just like Stephen Graham. <laughs> he is the... He's the pig guy, right? He's the pig guy, He's, yeah. the, pig guy. He's the pig guy. <laughs> just... I'm currently watching him, Line of Duty season, or series five even, really enjoying me in that. And then I'm watching him in this. I think, where do I know that guy's voice from? Do you recognise him, right? I watched it days before. I mean, I didn't know that it was performed by a different guy, um, or you know, voiced by. Yeah. So motion capture, and then you've yeah. got Stephen Graham's doing the voice. I mean, this pig guy, and I'm going to continue to call him the pig guy because it's easier for me to say his name. Gr- well, it's better than gr- Tate. Grog guy. Gr- gr- <laughs> yeah. Well, this pig guy. I mean, he's the prime example of just CGI not working. Like they went, they were just like. I mean, it is motion capture, but it's still a CGI model that it that and it's just like, especially when he's younger. Yeah, and it's um, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. But I mean, this movie is ridiculous. So I mean, but it then fits. What's the? Is it the Baba Yaga? She's kind of the freaky. Russian. You really yeah. freaky. She she was working for me on a really freaky level, and that's what I liked about the Del Toro movies. Like when when you got the freaky elements of Hellboy's world, mm. it was really able to portray them in a sinister and scary way. I think the difference here is obviously like with Del Toro's one, you know, like he put a lot of his style designs and flavor to it. Where I think this movie, obviously they're doing their own thing. They're making it look distinctly different from that. And I think they probably went back to the source material and let's make our designs from that. And then we get something like, you know, Bobby Yeager, who again, we've got a performance by Troy James, um, but a voice by Emma, Oh, another Tate. Emma Tate. <laughs> but yeah, she's freaky. She's like doing backflips and crawling all over the place. And, and the, the, the something house out of a horror movie. Like. Yeah, but then the house itself where she is, it's on like bird legs. Or <laughs> like something freaky. Is that the whole, the whole thing yeah. is really odd. Like, and again, that I'm was like, working for me. I don't, I, know, I don't know what's going on there, but that looked kind of cool. It was a visually interesting thing. Like there's, there's heaps of visually interesting elements in this movie. Some of it looks good, some of it looks bad, but it's all interesting. I think when watching it, they could have made a good movie. Like, think, they could have made a better movie, I should say. Do you think maybe like... I mean, There's potential. They, yeah. No one would turn around and say, well, it, needs, it needed a higher budget. But if it did, a bit more care with its effects. Because I feel like there's... Yeah, they, they really did 
you know, execute some really cool stuff. They just didn't execute it well. But there's ideas there, and you've got yeah, like, you've got the giants and the Englishman on horseback and the double cross Hellboy. What did you think of? I mean, it's been done to death, but incorporating a King Arthur type sword in the stone story. I mean, I'm not familiar with the comics, much like you're you're not, as you said. Is that a, a key player in I Hellboy's history? Can say. It is from the comics. Oh, okay. So it I mean, is at revealed least that's that Hellboy is a descendant of Arthur. I mean, shit. All right. It was cool though when he got that sword and he, you know, horns grew and he fire and demon Hellboy. I just think that was cool. I like. But cool. it's one of many things that I just think they've thrown too much of it. They've based it on too many aspects is of it, different storylines. Is it sort of like, let's throw everything at it and see what sticks? We but we're never get... going to get to that stage where it's like they have seen what sticks and now we've moved on. It's... We even get his origin again. Although very brief, we see little baby Hellboy. You know, it's good that we see it at a glimpse, but in that moment, it's like we're watching the Del Toro one. Like, you know, we've no, got well, the Nazis, I mean, yeah, we've I got mean... the guy with the blades, but I mean, I mean, I guess they both just adapted it as it is, you can't really. I know, change but it's that like much. Hellboy adapt. It was like the origin, and then the story moving forward, the Del Toro one, and this, it's it's just everything. They it throw it in like as a flashback. They yeah. cherry picked some of, and cherry picked and used aspects of some of the more popular or more successful storylines, and just thrown it all together in this movie, and then just added extra stuff on top of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where would they even go with a sequel? Like what's next? I mean, once again, I mean, there's there's years and years of comics like, yeah, there's... to pull from, but it, it seems like they've they've pulled from some of the more popular stories and just cobble it together in that first movie. Almost too much, like the greatest hits all at once. It's almost like it's as if they've said, if we only get one Hellboy movie, let's make the Hellboy movie. I mean, I guess with the second one, we're going to get Abe Saber. Abe Saber, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Yeah, it's it's just. Throw everything at it and hope for the best. I think. Lobster Johnson. That was unexpected. I know another of aspect him. of just throwing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I know of him from the comics. You know, and I've seen him on the covers, and uh, I flicked through a couple of books, but I've never actually seen him realise he's a character before until this movie, where we have Thomas Hayden Church playing the part, and I must say, playing the part very well for the brief moment that he's there. Did you stick around for the post-credit scene? No. Neither did I, but I found out afterwards <laughs> that Ooh, one of them crap. features Lobster Johnson, so but then you find... Cause, and it's in the modern day, because keep in mind it was a flashback when Hellboy first arrived and he was there. He was there, wasn't he? Yeah. But Hellboy is there interacting with him. And this is just what I've read. Interacting with him, at a, I think it's at a graveyard, or it's in the modern day, but then it's revealed that Lobster Johnson is actually a ghost. Oh, what? So in the in modern the day... day yeah, in, so, in, ah. in the modern day, he's, uh, he's a ghost. And then there's another... Post credit scene as well. There was two. That's the only one that I can remember. So he does come two. back. Oh man! I mean, not not to you know show my hand at all. Not my feet, but I guess when the credits started, I was out of there. <laughs> I was the same. I mean, I wasn't raising it, but I was just like, oh, it's done. Okay, see you. I've watched it. <laughs> I've watched it. <laughs> I've done my homework. I'm yeah, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess once talking post credit scenes, even though I hadn't seen them. What else? Have, what else have we got? Let's just rate this bad boy. <laughs> I'm going to go straight down the middle, two point five. Okay. There's aspects that are liked. There's aspects 
that I didn't like. 2.5. Okay, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I liked what Harbour was doing enough to watch another Hellboy movie. But this didn't... I don't know. I just... I was actually quite looking forward to this movie. And mm. it just... It didn't... It didn't deliver for me. I think... Um, me going into it, obviously, like hearing the, the buzz about it, you know, the negative buzz, I should say, it was really putting me off. And especially after re-watching that first Hellboy movie, I was like, I'm just not, I'm just not keen for, for more Hellboy. But I went to this and I was pleasantly surprised to an extent. I, I do prefer um, Harbour's portrayal of Hellboy here better. I feel like there's just a lot more happening, a lot more interesting stuff going on. Um, there are some more interesting characters in this one. They are just going nuts with things. So, yeah, there's visually striking elements to the movie. A lot of the effects aren't great. Overall, I did have a decent time. I was, uh, you know, it's a fun ride. I think they were clear in what kind of movie they were making, which is just a bonkers flick. But it's still messy. It's it, it, There's still a lot of bad stuff to it. I'll, I'll give it a three. Generously, I'll give it a three out of five. I was getting flashbacks of X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> I thought you were going to come in, five. Come in <laughs> really high. <laughs> no, it's... I think maybe, yeah, three might be too high, but I don't know. It was... It was fine. You enjoyed it more than the other Hellboy yeah. movies. Yeah. It's a uh, high rating, yeah. I give that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll wrap up with a bit of trivia, and there's not much, but I did find this. So we've got Ian McShane, as we, we know, taking over the role of um, Brutenholm from John Hurt. Uh, McShane and Hurt actually both made their film debut in 1962 together in Young and Willing. Um, and they remained best friends ever since. Um, they worked again. <laughs> Until now. Until now. <laughs> uh, they worked again um, on 44-inch chest in 2009 and Hercules in 2014. Not a great movie. Uh, which McShane said it was one of the most enjoyable filming experience as he would have long, leisurely lunches with her. So up until at least 2014, they were mates. And I did realise, when I made the comment until now, that he's since passed, hasn't he? Oh, John Hurt. shit. <laughs> and if he hasn't, I apologise, but I'm pretty well, sure I, I think he has. Oh, okay then. Well, that's it for our review of Hellboy. Good one. Uh, please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, Rewind and Review, as I said earlier, recently did an episode looking back at the first Hellboy movie from 2004. And you won't stop banging on about it. Oh, this is... Up next from us is our review of The Curse of the Weeping Woman. But if you missed them, check out our reviews for Shazam, Pet Cemetery, and Justice League vs. The Fatal Five. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.